This episode of Deja Food is sponsored by our local favourites, Co-op. Co-op has supported the National Student for years, and now we're delighted that they're sponsoring our new venture in podcasting. Co-op can help you make healthy choices, and most importantly, is right there on your local high street. We all know that saving money is important, and that's why Co-op gives students 10% off with a Totem or NUS Extra card. Find your nearest Co-op at co-op.co.uk forward slash food. Thanks again to Co-op. In rough times, I go to I go straight to that broccoli. <laughs> we can we can deal with a child. I used to hate meal times. It was a hobby that sort of got out of control. Hello, Lucy. Hi, Camille. For the first ever episode of our first ever podcast, we're talking to Elsa Bernadotte. Bernadotte. Mm. We didn't ask, did we? We didn't ask. We probably should have checked that. So (laughs) Elsa is COO and co-founder of a really great app called Karma. That connects local restaurants with people who want to reduce food waste, but also spend less on takeaway. I think we all want to spend less money on takeaway. It's a really important issue, actually, because one third of all food that is made for human consumption is thrown away. And obviously with people using food banks and things, there really needs to be a solution to this problem. That's what Elsa is trying to do. She's such an impressive woman. And so young. Like she was on Forbes 13 to 30 last year. And also, she's just really cool and Swedish. We chatted to her and she was great. Let's listen to her now. Hi, Elsa. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Can you tell me what is your earliest food memory? My earliest food memory um, is actually, it's, uh, I'm from Sweden and um, I grew up eating a lot of spaghetti bolognese, which is not a Swedish dish, dish per se, but it's very common to eat it in Sweden. And I just loved it as a kid. So I remember being very annoying to my mother wanting to eat this for breakfast, which I did quite a lot, uh, which is weird. I don't do it anymore, but that's one of my memories. I think eating pasta for breakfast is fine. <laughs> exactly. Why shouldn't you? And do you have any particular memories that remind you of childhood um, when it comes to food? Any strong food memories from when you were very young? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've always loved food quite a lot, but I think in, in particular one strong memory uh, from my childhood was uh, I grew up on the countryside. Uh, outside uh, of Stockholm in Sweden and around our house like we were right in the middle of the forest so we had no neighbors or anything like that so we were quite isolated and as you might know like the Swedish winter can be pretty rough sometimes so it wasn't unusual that we had a lot of heavy snow and then we were out of electricity so what we needed to do then we were sort of cut off from (laughs) all of the surroundings and I remember my parents sort of like putting up this fireplace which we had in the house and then like toasting sandwiches on that fireplace and that was like how we got food uh, for those couple of hours and I think this was like very very uh, actually a bad experience for my parents because obviously it's like very tough to be stuck with your kids in a house with just snow around you but as a kid I really loved that because it felt like everyone just you know, gathered and it's like survival mode, but very, very cozy. Well, it sounds idyllic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, from my perspective as a child, it was. But if you ask my mother, she might describe it otherwise. I don't know. 
And was there a single moment when you knew that you wanted food to be part of your career? Yes and no, I'd say. I think I fairly early realised that I wanted to work with with, with health, in a sense. Um, and I think food is a very strong contributor to how you are feeling in general and like how the quality of your life. So I strongly believe that emotion comes from motion. So that's related to how you move your body, but also like how you treat your body, which is very closely related to food. And also I've always been very geeky when it comes to uh, efficiency and resource optimization. Um, and I think that's what cool with karma today because it's sort of combining those two interests of mine. It's both about the food that you actually consume, but also the way you consume it. And we found a solution with karma where you can actually, you know, buy great food, but still do it in a resource optimized way. And thus, you know, reducing food waste. That was a long answer to a short question. And how did you decide to launch your business in this area? So we founded our company in September 2015, but we actually started off with a different idea originally. And then um, it actually took us eight months until we realized that we could use the product that we had built to actually use it for reducing food waste. And so also we didn't really know how big of a problem it was. So I, I usually bring this up because I think it's important to remember that karma in some sense came out of mistakes, a lot of mistakes and a lot of experimenting and a lot of, you know, trying to find your way, a lot of listening to the market and like li- listening um, to the to surroundings and see like, how can you adapt to what the market needs? And that was sort of what we did and combining that with our technical skills. And that was ultimately in May, 2016. So in May, 2016, that's when we said like, okay, let's use our technical skills to build this platform to actually help restaurants and grocery stores to sell food um, that is at the risk of being thrown away and sell it at a discounted price. So we, it's a pivot. What is your personal relationship with food? Do you think that it has shaped the course of your life? Oh, for sure. Uh, I love food. Unfortunately, I'm a very bad cook, um, but I very much enjoy uh, spending time with others who are better cooks than me. But I do. I really, really enjoy food in general. I think it's. Um, I think it's important to um, to make sure that you actually consume food that are good for you. Uh, I think it makes a huge difference in the quality of your personal life, but also it's a great way to. know spend time with people or with your friends and with your family it's a great way to connect with you know people that are close to you or just uh exploring new cultures and i found it just looking at karma uh, in our team i very much appreciate when we are when we step out of the office and just like go out for dinner or go out for lunch Um, and i think that's where a lot of magic happens when you start to get to know someone because everyone has their own eating habits and their preferences it's very much personal so people have a lot of preferences and uh, emotions connected to food and I think food is a great way to to um, get to know someone do you have a favorite food smell and if so what does it represent (laughs) I think that's the first time anyone asked me that question it's a good question and I actually have a a favorite smell Um, it's cinnamon and I I'm 
I mean, I love that that spice in, in general, but also I like the smell of it because it reminds me of um, Christmas time during my childhood. So we use cinnamon quite a lot uh, in Sweden and especially during Christmas. And also in, you know, we have our cinnamon buns, which is not necessarily Swedish, but it's a uh, very popular in Sweden and I uh, I also love the smell of cinnamon buns uh, so it might be buns that's the favorite smell and they're related to cinnamon who knows and do you think that food has the power to bring communities together definitely for sure uh, I think there's a lot of power in food and you know for me even though I'm not a good cook when I do cook, I, uh, I prefer to do it to someone else rather than myself. Because it is a sign, for me, it's a sign of affection and you can really put a lot of love into food. And you can really tell when someone is doing that. Um, and I also think, um, I mean, speaking about communities, you can really show that you care for someone, whether you know that person or not, with food. Um, so it is a great way. We all can, I mean, we all need to consume food on a daily basis. So we're already connected in that sense. And do you have a personal comfort food that you would turn to in a, a time of crisis? I do. I'd rather not admit it here, though. <laughs> um, no, but I'm a, I'm a very, I'm very much of a sugar tooth. My comfort food is unfortunately sweets. I usually go to chocolates. That's, uh, that's just the, the hard truth. I don't think you're alone there. No, no. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, but I wish it was broccoli. Like, I would have loved to say, like, yeah, you know, in, in rough times, I go to, I go straight to that broccoli. Uh, but I don't. I've tried, though. I don't think there, there are many people that would give the answer as broccoli. That's <laughs> that question. But, but I, I've had periods when I've been, I've, I've been ex- experimenting quite a lot with my diets uh, previously. Um, and I've noticed that you, I, I actually tend to get an urge for the things that I consume quite a lot. So when I've had periods when I haven't eaten any sugar for a long period of time, it's not really something that I want. So I've, I've actually had, you know, cravings for uh, broccoli tea or, you know, um, mashed broccoli. Now I'm talking a lot about broccoli here, but it's like, I do think you can change quite a lot um, and, and get away from this sugar cravings. I'm not doing a good job at that right now, but I have in the past, so I know you can. So I've had urges for like mashed broccoli, broccoli like, like mashed potatoes, but with broccoli. Well, let us know how the broccoli tea goes. <laughs> it's actually very good. <laughs> it is very good. Not sure I believe you. <laughs> and I know that you said you're not a great cook. Yeah. But if you were going to create something for a friend to make them feel better mm. what would you make and you can say I would order a pizza <laughs> if that's what you would do <laughs> <laughs> I have one recipe that I that I think I do pretty well which is like these uh, aubergine lasagna I like that very much myself and I've gotten a lot of praise once I've done once I've done it so if uh, if a friend of mine wanted me to cook something for them I would definitely do that, I think. Well, that sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> With and some broccoli tea. No, I'm <laughs> and what food would you take to a desert island? One food. Yeah, one food. Uh, <laughs> okay. I mean, now you would guess I would say chocolates, but I, I actually, and this is, 
like I sincerely mean this I would bring eggs I love eggs because you can do so many things with it and I actually love everything that have eggs in it so like you can boil it you can fry it you can do scrambled you can do like egg muffins so there's a lot of variety with just one ingredient and also I feel that you you get like a lot of um, I don't know if it's vitamins but it's, it's healthy for you and it's cost efficient so and long lasting, good expiry, expiry dates. So win, win, win. <laughs> what is your most powerful food memory? Uh, so one of them is the, uh, the story I told you about earlier about um, toasting sandwiches during my child- childhood when we were stuck in the house. But um, another very powerful memory for me, I'd say comes from my first venture. Parma is my second company. And my first company was a food venture as well, so definitely a red thread there. But what we did with my first company was that we produced a healthy alternative to ice cream. Frozen fruit on sticks that you could eat on the go. So, you know, a mango and a stick you can eat uh, as a snack. But then we wanted to produce the product where the, the fruit originally was grown, which meant that I had to uh, travel around quite a lot around the world and just like test different varieties of mangoes and pineapples and bananas. And I think that was an amazing memory to test. Like there's 4,000 different kinds of mangoes, shapes, colors, uh, texture, uh, sweetness, etc. So I think that's a very powerful food memory. I wish I could have said like when I bought this meal from Karma, which is also a very, very powerful experience, of course. But I think that one was the most powerful. Where was your favourite place when you were travelling in the name of research? Yeah, I really liked Canto, uh, south of Vietnam. The Vietnamese people are very friendly. Um, so I, I very much enjoyed that. I can hook you up with some tips. Please do. If you want to go there. Great food in Vietnam as well. I agree. And when you were launching your first business, how old were you then? Uh, 23 really young to launch a business. Was that a very significant sort of step in your life? Definitely. It was uh, by far the best choice I've ever made. At the time, I worked as a junior product manager for Chanel in Sweden, where I was together with my boss, responsible for the Swedish market. So we worked towards Paris. And it was a really good job, but it was a really bad fit for me. So all of the characteristics that I think might be strengths as an entrepreneur was actually not really strengths there and ultimately that uh, led me to make the decision to to resign and I remember my boss saying that that was a mistake because as you already mentioned I was very young and inexperienced and green in, in more or less all the ways but at the same time I I felt like I didn't really add as much value as I could and uh, that is a big drive for me um, to really be able to use the energy I have, the skills that I have, the passion that I have um, to build something that can become bigger than myself um, and actually have an impact, which is why I find karma today is, is uh, definitely like the best thing I've ever done. It's so rewarding. So that was definitely a big step. It was a very scary step, but also extremely exciting. When you're very young and you launch something, it can it can be a benefit mm. because you're not cynical yeah. you've got a lot of energy you sort of haven't made mistakes so mm. you 
almost don't believe that you're going to and I think it can really really lead to great things yeah I mean I think I was very naive but I think that's good so what my boss at Chanel said she's like you're so green you're gonna just like realize you're just you know bang your head against the wall constantly because you're doing all the typical mistakes um you're, you're really gonna burn yourself and when she said that I'm really grateful that she did because she really did it with with the best in mind like she wanted the best for me but that I'm so glad she did say that because that made me even more encouraged because I felt like I'd taken a lot of the safe bets until then and I realized like but I do want to bang my head against the wall because that's part of living and why should I wait so I really want to I really want to experience everything at, as, at its fullest so she actually helped me take the, the next step and say and how does it feel to be named as one of Forbes 30 under 30 weird actually um, because I feel like I haven't done what I'm supposed to do yet like we're not done yet so karma is I mean I am uh, I'm so excited about karma but but to me this is just like day one uh, we're we're facing and attacking like a global problem and right now and, we, and karma is a global solution but we're not a global company yet so I think I will appreciate being on that list more when I've proven that we can actually solve food waste with like using a technical solution and like getting the community behind us but obviously it's a great honor of course and do you think that food has the power to change the world that's a very big question but I, I definitely think that food can change the world to some extent it means what you mean by changing the world I do think it's one of the main drivers for all of us so it can definitely have a big impact on not only changing us in becoming more environmental conscious and more like um, living more sustainable but also our way of thinking our way of approaching our things attitudes and I think food can actually uh, have impact on all of those things that can be beneficial in other areas as well so for sure um, and I hope that karma can be a part of that change that's the goal well we wish you the best of luck thank you for more from us visit at national student on twitter at the national student on instagram or search the national student on facebook you think we've said as national student enough because if not I can just add you can also find us on thenationalstudent.com. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Deja Food. This podcast is produced by The National Student and hosted by Lucy Miller and Camille Dupont. Thanks to Alex Sweetman for coming up with our name. Our theme music is Quasi Motion by Kevin McLeod. Our logo was designed by your host, Camille. If our chat with Elsa has inspired you to think more about your own food waste, you might be interested to learn more about Co-op's Foodshare scheme. Foodshare is a program that enables Co-op stores to redistribute surplus food to partners in their local community. It's completely free of charge. Find out more about Foodshare on Co-op's website, coop.co.uk.